Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. This week, we have a special bonus episode featuring missionaries to Ukraine, Yuri and Madison Perikati. Yuri and Madison share about the work they've been doing to help people in Ukraine since 2018 and give us a glimpse of how Ukrainian Christians are opening their doors to those who have lost everything during the war. They describe how their community and church in Ukraine are stepping up their efforts to show God's compassion to those who have been most affected by the conflict. Their prayers are for a hope and a future for the Ukrainian people that's free from war and that God's healing can be found in the aftermath of this collective trauma. My name is Yuri Berkati and uh, my bride Madison. We met in 2008 in Lugansk in the eastern part of Ukraine at a camp for at-risk children and orphans. And God kind of weaved our stories together. We've been living in Odessa as full-time missionaries since 2018 with Globe International. Since we get married, we always think about we want to go maybe to Ukraine, and which is great, and uh, ask God, you know, what's the best time, what's the best place to go? And uh, one day we just kind of put a date of uh, April 2018 and uh, went to our church and tell, hey, we want to go to Ukraine and, uh, you know, in a year and a half. We knew that we would always be working. Our heart has always kind of been drawn to the vulnerable, to vulnerable children and families, to the fatherless. So we knew we'd kind of be working in that realm. God humbled us very quickly. And so in the last couple of years, he's kind of honed in our ministry efforts. We do mentorship, which Yuri does a lot of working with at-risk boys who are about 70% of them are fatherless with our partners on the ground called Heritage Ukraine. Um, then we work with the deaf community, which is an unreached people group. And in Ukraine, there's less than 100 deaf believers in our region out of about 3,000 deaf Ukrainians. And then we also do training and education about trauma and attachment for families, for volunteers, so that they can work better with kids who come from hard places. You know, the community that we have in Ukraine is definitely an eclectic one. You know, we have a community with the volunteers that we work with, with Heritage Ukraine, which is a Ukrainian organization. We love those volunteers and they all have a heart for the vulnerable as well, for people with special needs and families. The church in Ukraine is different than the church in America because of the history of persecution during Soviet times. And so relatively, the church is young, 30 years free. There's many churches where they will have two or three different people preaching on a Sunday. And I became frustrated because I thought, oh, this is so like unnecessary or long or something like that. Well, the reason they did that is because in the 60s, 70s, 80s, they had multiple pastors in case one of them was kidnapped or killed. So when you have that perspective of what that persecution actually looked like and compared to what freedoms the church has had in the past three decades in Ukraine, um, it gives you a lot of compassion. And then we love our deaf community. Ukrainian society is not very inclusive. So we're very blessed in America to live in an inclusive society where you know your children, if they go to public school, might be in a classroom with children who have different abilities or a, someone who's deaf and has an interpreter with them. Them, but it is not like that in Ukraine. And so we have created a little group that meets at our home of deaf teenagers who can just feel comfortable being deaf and being as God made them to be and just accepting them in our home and slowly um, sharing the gospel with them. We planned our trip back to U.S. for last two years. So we came to U.S. in the uh, end of the December, right before Christmas. And uh, uh, you know, talk about war was nonstop. I was one of those people who is uh, in strong denial. I thought about no way it's going to be, you know, full on military activity all over the Ukraine. Maybe a little bit in the East or, you know, my home when I'm growing up. But uh, we've been kind of shocked. 
my family, they still in Ukraine. So my sister, for example, she lived in the East and war began at, at Texas. I said, hey, what happens? Because it looks very, very bad. Sadly, I think Ukrainians get used to, especially people who live in the closer Eastern parts and her family take seven trains to enter make the Western border. So, you know, Yuri's family, we know that they're relatively safe, but it feels like every morning we could wake up and some area that was considered safe is no longer safe. So just trusting the Lord with that. And, you know, lots of our friends have left Odessa um, and that's happening all over Ukraine. So we're obviously concerned about the immediate emergent needs, but there are going to be really significant long-term ramifications for all of the refugees, for people leaving from uh, for other countries, uh, women and children. Um, so trafficking is a really big concern. So there's, well, our people are spread all over the place right now. And we've definitely spent the first couple of weeks trying to keep track of everybody and help where we could. Everybody literally opened their doors, opened their doors of church, opened doors of their apartments and say, hey, come here and, uh, you know, stay with us for a little bit. So I've been proud for your Ukrainian church. They've not been totally closed up. They truly opened the doors. And uh, I think that right now it's a actually great opportunity to make friends with the people who probably you never met and uh, plant the seeds uh, of gospel in their hearts. And two, we've seen the church in Moldova, Romania, Poland, all the surrounding countries around Ukraine, Slovakia, Hungary, the, the churches there as well as further into Europe, are rising up to take care of Ukrainians who are in need. And so I think God will use this tragedy of war to draw people closer to himself through believers in so many different places that are not just in Ukraine, but all over the world. You know, making that transition, I think because we had always had that in our hearts, it wasn't quite so big of a deal as perhaps if we had moved to a totally new country for both of us. But because obviously you're Ukrainian, I had been there many times on mission trips. We were just more so excited. So the, the giving up everything and moving overseas was not the hard part. The hard part is the ins and outs of ministry, figuring out where God wants you to be, and then, you know, raising kids overseas. We have the kids' version of Jesus Calling and have been able to kind of read that with our kids, particularly over the last couple of weeks, just going back to those scriptures and and really seeing, okay, what does God promise us here? We have been really identifying with the Psalms, identifying with David when he was, you know, mourning things, when he was praising God, when he was trusting God, and also when he was calling for God to enact his justice. And so I've been doing, a, you know, just reading through the Bible. And, and even in those times where the Israelites were um, forgetting what God said, he continued to be faithful. The biggest problem we need will be praying for God give a hope to people. A lot of people are just so angry and uh, they feel like so hopeless. And I think probably one of the biggest needs will be just God give uh, truly hope. What is the point to do anything? It's, you know, whatever you're gonna build or whatever you're gonna fix it today, in two days it's gonna be destroyed. Some specific requests that we've had brought forth to us. Just last night we had a friend write us. He is a pastor, but he's also a soldier on the front lines. And we're trying to get some supplies to him, like hand warmers, but he said to pray for the soldiers because it's still very cold at night and they're beginning to get sick because of sleeping out in the cold. So just pray for maybe an early spring and summer that God would make the weather warmer or provide a way for us to get those resources to them as soon as possible. And um, just to continue to pray for those who are 
most vulnerable, those who might have autism or special needs or a child with Down syndrome or those in the deaf community, those with a physical challenge that makes it difficult for them to, to get out or evacuate or those who can't leave at all because of those things, just to continue to pray God's mercy over the vulnerable. One of my things I'm very excited about is that I was just certified as a practitioner with trust-based relational intervention, which is just about connectedness and how God made our bodies and how he made our brains to respond to trauma and stress. And so we'll be able to, with our partners, develop some different programs to help Ukrainians work through uh, the trauma of war and to move forward in building healthy relationships and, and healthy connections wherever they might be. And so that's kind of the next step that we're looking towards is even though this is not over, how can we help those who have gotten out process through what they're going through and what their family members who didn't get out may still be going through. There will be a tremendous amount of loss. Um, The number of fatherless will increase dramatically because of this war. And Jesus promised that the poor would always be with us. And we know that he is the ultimate caretaker of the fatherless and the oppressed and the sojourner and the widow. We have started a war fund with our organization. So I can just give God the credit that he has helped us raise over $100,000 already. And we've been able to send out tens of thousands of dollars on the ground to people that may not get help from these larger relief organizations. So our specific contacts and people that we know, we've been able to help purchase a van where this man is risking his life, carrying supplies to the front lines and evacuating families who have children with special needs from hard hit cities. I mean, just to be a part of that, we're so humbled. And so for whatever reason, God felt that we would be more effective here. And we're continuing to try to serve vulnerable families, the deaf community, people that really, really need help from here. If anyone feels led to support the efforts that are going on in Ukraine, the War Relief Fund is getting directly used for Ukrainians on the ground for uh, critical safety gear, for evacuations and things like that. So that link is warreliefund.org. And that's a great place to give so that your funds are going directly through churches and other believers to meet needs on the ground. If you'd like to learn more about how you can help vulnerable citizens in the Ukraine during the war through the work that Yuri and Madison are doing, please visit warreliefund.org. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.